Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this episode, we look at the state of flow, what it is, how it works, and how to take advantage of it. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about flow. Specifically, I want to talk about the flow state, break it down and try to figure out what exactly it is, what is going on in the body, what's going on in the brain that causes this experience. And I think maybe most importantly, how we can actually create the circumstances to get into a state of flow, because it's one of those things that when it happens to us, it feels amazing. We get so much done, we're so productive, and we're able to move things along, but it doesn't always show up. It's not always there for us. And I think if we can better understand what the requirements for flow are, we can try to create that outcome more often. So this should be a super good episode. Now, before we jump into the episode, today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. You see, even with a balanced diet, it's difficult to cover all of your nutritional bases. That's where Athletic Greens will help. Their daily drink is like nutritional insurance for your body that's delivered straight to your door. Now, as you probably know, because I talk a lot about it in these episodes, I've been heavily focused on my nutrition since March, and I eat a lot of greens. In the time between March and this morning, I've lost roughly 20 pounds. And in order to do that, I had to eat a lot of fiber. I had to eat a lot of greens. Even with that, though, I sometimes feel like I'm not getting all the nutrients I need, especially if I am traveling that day or if I'm just not going to be at home for some reason. Athletic Greens is amazing because it helps me to be confident that I'm getting all the nutrients at the start of my day. And when you try Athletic Greens through my podcast, they're also going to give you up to a year's supply of vitamin D3 slash K2 for free. As we know, we get vitamin D from the sun, and it is often recommended as an important supplement by health experts, particularly in the winter months. And especially with all of us being at home far more often, we're getting a lot less sun than we used to. Athletic Greens Vitamin D3 slash K2 combines these essential nutrients to help support the heart, immune system, 
and respiratory system. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, now's the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash tiny leaps to claim my special offer today and receive the free D3 slash K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to a one-year supply of vitamin D as added value when you try their delicious and comprehensive daily all-in-one drink. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more comprehensive nutritional bundle anywhere else. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash tiny leaps. In an article for the New York Times opinion section, Stephen Kotler writes about the history of flow and where the name flow actually comes from. Quote, it was University of Chicago psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi who selected this term and he did so for a reason. In the 1970s, he embarked upon what would soon become one of the largest psychological surveys ever, running around the world asking people about the times in their life when they felt their best and performed their best. He started out with experts chess players, surgeons, dancers, etc., and moved on to the everyone else. Italian farmers, Navajo sheep herders, Chicago assembly line workers, elderly Korean women, Japanese teenage motorcycle gang members, the list goes on. And everyone he spoke to, regardless of culture, class, gender, age, or level of modernization, felt and performed their best when they were experiencing the state he named flow. He chose this term because when interviewing research subjects, flow was the word that kept popping up. In the state, every action, every decision led seamlessly, fluidly to the next. In other words, flow actually feels flowy. End quote. So let's look at the actual definition of the term flow. It is an altered state of consciousness in which the mind functions at its peak, Time may seem distorted and a sense of happiness prevails. In such a state, the individual feels truly alive and fully attentive to what is being done. To put it simply, flow is when everything just feels right, when it feels like everything is just sort of working effortlessly for you. This experience often happens when working on things that we have a considerable degree of skill in. Creative pursuits, physical activities, your work, spending time with your family, whatever it might be, things that you have a, a degree of competence in can often trigger this flow state. And flow states aren't always controllable, but when we get into them, it can lead to massive levels of productivity and effortless execution. Now, in an article for Psychology Today, the same Stephen Kotler writes, quote, during flow, the brain releases an enormous cascade of neurochemistry, large quantities of norepinephrine, dopamine, endorphins, anandamide and serotonin flood our system all are pleasure inducing performance enhancing chemicals with considerable impacts on creativity both norepinephrine and dopamine amp up focus boosting imaginative possibilities by helping us gather more information they also lower signal to noise ratios increasing pattern recognition or our ability to link ideas together in new ways anandamide meanwhile increases lateral thinking meaning it expands the size of the database searched by the pattern recognition system end quote so 
quick aside here, and then I sort of want to break down what he's saying. This guy, Stephen Kotler, he pops up a lot when looking into flow. So I highly recommend checking out his website, which I've got linked up in the description, and reading one of his books in particular, The Rise of Superman, Decoding the Science of Ultimate Human Performance. So I recently added it to my reading list. It's a book I came across while looking into this episode. And I recommend that you check out his work as well because he seems to be one of the top experts in this area. So if you're looking into flow, check out his work. Now, what he's saying here in this Psychology Today article is that when we sort of experience this state of flow, you have all of these different brain chemicals that are causing a number of things. So one, they are expanding the potential connections that we can make. So what I mean by that is if you've ever sort of been working in one space, you know, you're doing your job, whatever it is in in that field, and then all of a sudden you realize that this idea you had from a TV show you watched the other day, that could be applied here or something in a different industry you're bringing into apply here. That's what he means or that's what is meant by expanding the size of the database searched. So it allows you to think laterally. It allows you to look at other areas that seem disconnected and bring them over in ways that make sense. And that's what anandamide can help with. In addition to that, dopamine and norepinephrine, while great for other purposes. They do help dial in focus. They help improve creativity and boost your imagination. And when you combine these things together, it's no surprise that you end up while in a state of flow feeling like everything is connected, like everything is working seamlessly because you're seeing connections in ways that you don't normally. So how do we actually get into flow? Well, let's look at the requirements. The first requirement would be a degree of skill in the activity. If you are moving slowly and choppy and you're still figuring out the ropes, then you're unlikely to enter a state of flow because you have to be consciously focused on every single step. Flow as a state allows for quicker thinking, faster information processing, and a more effortless feel. In order for these things to happen, though, you first need to be good at the actual task. There needs to be that degree of skill there. Another requirement is a distraction-free environment. Some research has been done on this that states that being able to work distraction-free for at least 10 to 15 minutes is required in order for your mind to get into the space that a flow state could be possible. Now, it doesn't mean that 10 to 15 minutes turns into flow. It means that it could, in theory, be possible after roughly this amount of time of distraction-free working. Now, this is similar to running. Often the first mile is the hardest because it takes your body a while to get used to the fact that you are running, right? It's not sure what's happening. It's not sure how long you're going to be doing it. And so it doesn't quite know what to do for you yet. And so that can often be a slog. Once it gets used to it, though, it releases whatever chemicals the body needs in order to make the run easier on the body and easier on the mind. But if you don't make it to the distance, if you don't get to that point where your body is able to recognize what's going on and provide for you, those chemicals don't get released and it pretty much always sucks. Flow is the same way. If you don't get to 10 to 15 minutes roughly of undistracted work, then you'll never get to a point where the brain can release those chemicals and a flow state can be created. It's just a requirement for the possibility to occur. 
And then a third requirement, and this is sort of a sub requirement, I think, of the last is that you need to have sort of an optimized body and mind. And what I mean by that is there are, of course, in our work, distractions, external distractions, right? So your your kid wants to talk to you all of a sudden, your partner wants to go hang out. Like th- There are a number of things that are quote unquote distractions, not negative, but distractions. But then there are also internal distractions. And these are things like hunger. This is being stressed out. This is being tired. Any sort of state where you're not in optimal performance mode is an internal distraction. And all of these things make it harder to reach a state of flow because those 10 to 15 minutes of focused, distraction-free work at that task, if you have that internal distraction, you're not going to be able to reach it because you're not actually doing 10 to 15 minutes. So this one's a little bit harder, but finding your ideal eating times, figuring out your ideal amount of sleep, drinking enough water, getting physically active, all of these things, building this into your day-to-day routine, they allow you to take care of your body and mind so that you're more likely going to be able to get to those 10 to 15 minutes rather than getting distracted by one of those cues. So I hope this was helpful to some of you out there. Flow is an interesting topic because it is incredibly valuable, but it's a little bit unreliable. It's not something that we can create by choice at all times. And so it makes it hard to build it into your routine. You can't rely on flow to get things done. However, by better understanding what it is, what's going on, and what the requirements are, I think that we can create more scenarios where flow is possible because it's always beneficial if we can get there. Now, it shouldn't be the number one way that we allow ourselves to do things, but if we can get there, It's always a good thing. So I hope this is helpful to some of you out there. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in. I encourage you to find the podcast over on Instagram at Tiny Leaps. Check out the links in the description for this episode. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. day.